help me welcome back to the show my good friend uh mike woods welcome back to cl Bryan show how are you brother I'm doing good, my friend. How are you, Phil? Doing fantastically well, Mike, except I don't understand and cannot prognosticate uh, what's going to happen with our energy futures, so I need you to give America a good idea of what we might expect at the pump and so forth and uh, energy prices, electric prices, all of that. Talk to us. Well, it's 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 interesting time, CL, and, and of course, we predicted it. You know, there's this Econ 101 says when supply goes down and demand goes up, prices are going to go up. And, and we are seeing that with this current administration. Uh, crude oil has jumped substantially since uh, President Biden has taken over office. In fact, I was looking at the, the uh, 52-week spread this morning, uh, and the 52-week range of crude prices, 28.15 was the lowest, 67.98 was the highest. And, and so we're, we're seeing it. You already have $3 gasoline. Get ready. It's getting ready to go to four dollars because we're going to summer blend, which is more expensive to refine. And uh, it, it it always amazes me. It's just simple economics, and unfortunately, uh, the folks in Washington they just don't get it. You know, I don't hear from uh, economists much, except for Steve Moore. Steve and I was just in uh, Arizona, and then we were in Orlando, Florida, together. Did a venue there together just a just a week ago. And we don't hear much from economists. You hear from Jen Psaki a lot, but who's Mike? Who is who is calling the shots in the Oval O in Washington D.C.? It's certainly not Joe Biden. Talk to us. Oh, it's, it's the environmentalist CL. I mean, you know, he he sold his soul to the devil, so to speak, when, to to get elected. And uh, you know, I mean, what, what did he do day one? Eliminated the XL pipeline. Now. Did that? What did that do? Well, first of all, it eliminated 10,000 good jobs up in North and South Dakota. Uh, is that crude oil going to still come from Canada? Yes, it's going to still come from Canada. But instead of putting it in an environmentally safe pipeline, we're now going to truck it and put it in rail cars, which will benefit, of course, Mr. Buffett, who owns uh, Burlington Northern and, and uh, Santa Fe Railroad. But it's it's all. It's all a game with these folks. You know, let's don't talk about what is the environmentally sound thing to do. Let's just have sound bites that sound good and, and cater to our to our, uh, our base. But it's it's crazy. But, but the problem with the economist, CL, you have to remember, there are not many states that have oil and gas production. So unless you grew up in Oklahoma, Louisiana, Texas, uh, or Mississippi, uh, or Alaska, you don't really know anything about oil and gas. And, and uh, the, the recent fiasco here in Texas with electricity proves that. You have people making energy policy who have no energy background. And that's what's great. And it's been that way. We've never had a president that had an energy policy. I mean, I go back even to, to the, both of the Bushes who grew up in the oil patch. Uh, there's no one in Washington, D.C. that has any energy background. And so that's why you have these crazy swings and prices. But get ready. We've already lost a million and a half barrels of production in the U.S. in the last year. It started with a pandemic. Uh, it started with low prices. Uh, and again, as we continue to try to exclude people in the oil and gas business from drilling, which is getting ready to happen. I mean, we've shut down federal uh, land uh, permits. We've shut down offshore permits, which is going to have a huge implication for Louisiana. Uh, and so here we go. I mean, you're going to see $4 gasoline 
Okay, so Mike, let me ask you this, and, and folks, I want you to pay close attention what's going on here because, hey, listen, if you get that, I, I tweeted out just a little bit ago, if you do get your, your $1,400 check or whatever it is uh, that, that they're sending out to you, if, if you do get it, you better save it for gasoline and your electric power bill. You better save it for that. But Mike, uh, you and I both have uh, interest in, in oil and gas in, in, in Louisiana, uh, but yet, uh, from what way you're describing it, so what? It doesn't matter if the if the gas, if, if, if everything, if everything's going up as far as gasoline and oil is concerned, it's not going to benefit any of the landowners or any, any of the, the, the mineral oil, uh, mineral owners in Louisiana at all. Is that what, am I reading those tea leaves right? Talk to us. Well, yes, and, and, and don't forget, he's going to raise your taxes to boot, CL. So you're going to pay more at the pump and you're going to pay more taxes. And, and, you know, people, the people in Louisiana understand the importance of, 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 what, we, uh, of what we do. But let me just put it into perspective. 250,000 jobs in Louisiana are directly related to oil and gas business. That's $14.5 billion in wages every year. It's 26% of the state GDP. Now, what is this current moratorium on offshore uh, permits doing? Potential loss of up to 45,000 jobs. Wow. Uh, wow. And, just, just con- and remember, offshore production is 15% of the total U.S. production. So wow. the numbers start going down and, and go back to Econ 101, when supply goes down and demand goes up and demand's going up right now, prices are going to go up. That's why I predict $4 gasoline. And you know, Mike, back when in between college when I was trying to, uh, semesters, when I was trying to put food on the table for my, my new family, uh, I would work offshore down out of Morgan City. And, uh, you know, those jobs, even back then, were good jobs. This pre- is Joe Biden. What makes this administration so uh, 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 desperate to shut down our energy industry? Uh, those lessons, we should have learned a lesson from those wind turbines there that dot the landscape of Texas. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, that, that was an interesting uh, process. And again, CL, I go back to my comment that when you have people who are making energy decisions who aren't in the energy business, that's what happened during the cold snap. I had to start shutting my production in. I knew the cold weather was coming. Wells don't do good below 15 degrees because of chemicals, uh, because even salt water will freeze. And so we shut all of our production in the weekend prior to all of the, uh, the cold weather starting. First of all, you know, electricity is big in the oil field. Pumping units run off of electrical power. So as even those that hadn't set their wells in, as the grid started going down, the wells went down. Of course, what happens when the wells go down? Not only do you lose crude oil production, you lose natural gas production. You had compressor stations go down. So it was it was a perfect storm. The windmills froze. The solar power didn't work. They were covered in ice. Oil and gas production was shut in. And in the meantime, the Energy Reliability Council, kind of an interesting name, ERCOT, failed big time because as their grid was collapsing, they didn't have remember we shut in all these coal plants, Dolly Hill in your neck of the woods, CL yeah. a perky power plant, you know we, we, the coal is bad bad, so we can't use coal so we, we lost our coal generated power plants as natural gas came down because of, of electrical issues, we lost your coal power plant, and remember we got rid of nuclear years ago because nuclear is in the cold. Our house in Dallas got down to 48 degrees. I mean, we had rolling blackouts. They were rolling uh, 
natural gas consumption, uh, and it's crazy. You know, and of course, coal gets a bad name. Remember, the U.S. China consumes fifty-one percent of the world's coal. India consumes eleven point eight percent. U.S. consumes seven percent. So as we get rid of coal, you think China's getting rid of coal? Heck no. Do you think India's getting rid of coal? Heck no. So it's it's a fallacy. We are crippling our own industry here in the United States to benefit those that aren't on our side. I mean, when we shut in U.S. production, where do we get it from? The Middle East. Are those guys our friends? No. Well, you know, Mike, let me ask you this. It seems it seems as though, and I only got a couple of minutes left in the, and we got a jam-packed show here today. Man, I certainly appreciate you being with me. I think you got to answer this for us. It seems as though, Mike, you were talking about people who are not on our side. It seems as though we, we have more and more people in, in Washington, D.C. that we have, ele- that have uh, we didn't elect them, but have been elected to office who are not on our side. Is there an American revolt that, that just going to have to take place in order to reverse this thing? Man, let's talk about this. Well, and again, and see how that's what's so important uh, for your listeners to tune into your show and, and get the real story. I mean, I, I'm reading this morning the Washington Post a story on, on uh, President Trump and, and his uh, phone call to Georgia. They, they made it up. I mean, they made up his quotes. They, they made up everything. And so it's so hard for the American public to actually figure out what really is happening. And, and, and of course, then the other side said, oh, we're all conspiracy theorists. And, and uh, But the days that you and I grew up in where you could actually pick up a newspaper and, and read the, the, the truth isn't there anymore. Yeah, it's just not there anymore. Even Walter Cronkite, as liberal as he was, and even Dan Rather, as liberal as he was from the state of Texas, even he was more fair and balanced than Fox News is in in these days even, uh, Mike. So we are trapped between uh, the opinions of uh, science now. How did COVID affect this whole thing is—is is there a perfect storm uh, also brewing, Mike, with the cancel culture, the woke, and the critical race theorist? All of this seems to be, as you were talking about, a perfect storm. There seems to be a, a, a socialist agenda that is absolutely unfolding in front of us. That that Americans, I think, are being blindsided by, by and large. Speak to us. Well, I don't think there's any question. And, and the problem is that the people who speak up, like you and, and myself, are branded as, as crazy or racist or, or whatever. I mean, the, the, the cancel culture. I mean, uh, come on, CL, Dr. Seuss. Mr. <laughs> I mean, what, what is the, you know, you can't make this stuff up. And, and every day you, you get up, I, I was reading this morning, Columbia University is now going to have graduation ceremonies based on your sexual orientation, based on your economic status, based on your race. I mean, what? What's going on? You know, Mike, you and I came out of a we 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 lived through uh, our father and mother's uh, America, and we have succeeded. We have come to this point in America. But Mike, I'm feeling this, and I talking to a guest yesterday. Michelle had a guest on yesterday um, that said we're we're being uh, transported rapidly back through time by these uh, socialists and by these liberals. it's And it really does feel that way. And our young people are being, I said this myself, our young people are being robbed 
of their birthright because they are being transported back in time to a place where, where blacks and whites really didn't get along. You just described it. They're having separate everything, even with gender. Man, that, that is absolutely crazy, Mike. Where does it land us? You do a lot with college people. What are they thinking? Well, I mean, you, you look at who the majority of your college professors are, CL. I mean, they are, they are the left. And so you get these kids that, that start off being raised in considerable families, but after four years of being fed mush, uh, they they come to resent their parents. They resent the fact that, that their, their family has, has been successful. Uh, they resent the fact that they're white or black or whatever. I mean, it's... Um, it's just a whole new ball game, and, and it's—I don't know—I'm I'm thankful that uh, that my kids are up and grown, but I'm, I'm certainly concerned about the future my grandchildren have because between the the debt of the nation and, and the crazy politics that we're dealing with, I, I don't know. I, I keep saying the pendulum got to swing back, and, and hopefully we can take back over the house. Uh, in 22, but uh, it's, it's scary. It really is. Now, in the oil field, gas, uh, and, and, and the gas lines and, and so forth, with gas production and all of that, Mike, in two years, how much damage, how much damage can be done if, in fact, we continue down this road, if Biden or Harris, God forbid, either, either how much damage can be done? Let's just talk about it. Well, every time we go through one of these downturns in, in oil and gas, we lose we lose geologists, we lose engineers, and we lose people in the service companies. I mean, you know, Halliburton used to be a huge, uh, and Schlumberger both huge presence in Freeport Bossier. Not yeah. anymore; they're gone. Schlumberger is gone. Wow! Yeah, look what's happening out west uh, in New Mexico. You know, the majority of New Mexico production is on federal land. Ponce, New Mexico, is a huge hub. Schlumberger and for Halliburton. Well, if all of a sudden now we stop any exploration on federal property, guess what? Those people drop and go away, and it has a huge implication. Half of the state budget in Mexico's oil and gas revenues from federal leases. So it, it, there's there's going to be some interesting things. And, and and the offshore shutdown here in the U.S. You know, people don't realize the state of Louisiana gets 155 billion every year from the Gulf of Mexico Energy Security Act to rebuild the coastal wetlands. Uh, that goes away. I mean, so you're you're killing the goose that lays the golden egg. You're getting rid of 50,000 jobs in Louisiana. You're getting rid of money to help protect our coast and build it up. And for what? Because do you think that they're going to quit uh, buying hydrocarbons in the Middle East and in China and in Russia? And, and, and No. So we're not accomplishing anything other than we're just ruining our own domestic industries. Mike, you ask the, the question that all Americans should be asking each other and certainly asking those we have put in office in Washington, D.C. And for what? What are we destroying all of our – all of the, the, like you said, Mike, the, why are we killing the goose that has made us the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. Why are we allowing, or why are we standing by watching the death of that goose? Americans, you need to stand up. Mike Woods, I'd like to uh, thank you so much for standing with me and standing with us as Americans in defending this great republic that uh, Dr. Franklin told you. He says, I'm giving you a republic if you can keep it. Let's keep it. Mike, thank you. God bless and keep you.